I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is body count and sexual jealousy. So this is going to be a spicy episode, and I'm going to say some things on this subject that I'm sure some men out there are not going to agree with. And that's okay. My primary thesis here is that when it comes to body count, the actual number is not as important as a lot of men out there believe. And I'm going to be discussing why I believe that to be true in today's talk. First of all, I'll preface this by saying, men, you are allowed to want whatever you want. If you want a woman with a low body count, that is your right. If you want to marry a virgin, that is your right. It might be very difficult to find in today's sexual marketplace, but if that's what you want, I don't have a problem with your preference. I hope you find what you're looking for. That said, it's not immediately obvious why men want women with a low body count. This is because the actual number is generally understood to be a proxy for other things that men do want, which tend to fall into two informal clusters. On the one hand, low body count is presumed to incite less sexual jealousy and disgust. On the other hand, low body count is presumed to facilitate pair bonding and emotional attachment. Now let's talk about each of these things in turn. So men can and do get jealous of a woman's past. That's why I generally advise men to tread into the territory of a woman's sexual past only with a great deal of discretion. There might not be anything that you learn by prying into her past that will make you feel better or will improve your capacity to make an informed decision. This is because if you want to know, you're already emotionally invested, which means on some level, you've already made your decision. Men who are not emotionally invested do not care about a woman's past. It doesn't incite jealousy or disgust. In fact, if you're just looking to smash, then her experience with short-term relationships is to your benefit. It means that she's open to the possibility of a casual relationship in a way a virgin probably wouldn't be. On the other hand, men who care about a woman's sexual past are more interested in a long-term relationship, typically, typically because they've already made the decision to emotionally invest, at which point any information about anything that she's done with anyone is subject to creating unnecessary pain. And this, of course, is why women generally lie when it comes to this topic. And here's my point. Men's emotional reaction to a woman's sexual past often has less to do with the sheer number of her previous sexual partners and more to do with what she has done or not done with you relative to what she has done or not done with anyone else. The emotional reaction is a response to an awareness of an unfavorable economic exchange. In order to explain, I'll use some simple and slightly exaggerated examples to demonstrate what I'm talking about. According to the data, women in the West have a lifetime average of seven sexual partners. So let's say that you meet a girl with a relatively high body count like 15. This woman has slept with 15 men before you. But let's also say that she made each of them wait two months before she slept with them, 
And only after each made an exclusive commitment to her and they only ever had standard intercourse that she didn't enjoy. And let's also say that she was willing to break all of these rules and precedents with you. She's so attracted to you that she wants to sleep with you right away without an exclusive commitment and no sexual activity is off the table. How are you going to feel? Now, if you're like most men under the circumstances, you're not going to feel disgusted that this woman has had twice the number of the average number of sexual partners. You're going to feel attractive and flattered and proud that she is apparently willing to break the rules for you that she applies to everyone else. Those other men aren't going to be as problematic, and you certainly are not going to perceive them to be threats in your relationship. Now, on the other hand, let's say you meet a girl and she's only been with one other man in her entire life, but that one man was a Division I athlete who went on to have a lucrative professional career. You probably know his name. She slept with him on the first date, went on to have all kinds of wild, hot sex with him, and didn't mind if he slept with other women. Maybe she did things with him you thought only women in porn were willing to do. However, when you started dating her, she made you wait two months before you had sex, demanded an exclusive agreement, and wouldn't do anything beyond standard intercourse. In this case, how are you going to feel? If you're like most men, under these circumstances, you're not going to feel relieved that this woman has had only one single sexual partner. You're going to feel like a total schmuck which you will likely defend against by becoming angry or disgusted. Why? Because you transacted for a less attractive sexual opportunity for far more time, energy, and emotional investment than this other guy. This information is going to make you feel like you overpaid for a good that you could have gotten for much less. And that's going to make you feel that she's not as attracted to you as she was or still is to her ex. This man will likely be a problem and you will almost certainly perceive him to be a threat as long as you are in a relationship with this woman. Do you understand? The emotional significance of body count has less to do with the actual number and much, much more to do with how favorable you perceive your transacted relationship to measure up to her previous transacted relationships. Men correctly perceive a woman's sexual enthusiasm for him to be a general litmus test for her interest and attraction, which is why, as I've said previously, it's important for women to be the nastiest, sluttiest versions of themselves with the men they want to secure relationships from. So that's the first thing. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message because it's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. If you like what you're hearing, you can also hit the thanks button and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've derived from this episode. I really appreciate your support. It makes all this happen. I will also soon be starting a weekly newsletter. So if you want to opt in, you can do so on my website. And finally, if you're thinking of going to grad school, check out my top rated GRE program at stellargre.com. Okay, let's get back to it. The second thing is that low body count is presumed to be associated with the ability to pair bond and form an emotional 
commitment, both of which are vitally important for long-term relationships. And I would say that there is some truth to that. For instance, a woman who has slept with dozens of men by the time that she is 30 might reach that age without any experience whatsoever being in a stable, committed relationship. She's been practicing something else, and so she's gotten better at that something else. She hasn't been practicing this other kind of relationship, and so she hasn't gotten better at that. A woman with a relatively high body count is also much less likely to be securely attached and much more likely to be anxiously, ambivalently attached. These women often use sex as a means of securing interest and attention from a man, which works, at least temporarily, as a means to validate their self-worth and stabilize themselves emotionally. And a woman with an unstable self-concept and who has difficulty regulating her own emotions is extremely difficult to have a relationship with. For instance, it's very difficult to pair bond with a woman who is constantly afraid that you are going to leave her. What's more, such women might not like you as much as they like attention, which is easily replaced. So it's the psychology that's really the issue here. The high body count is potentially just a sign of those problematic underlying dynamics. However, there's another way to think about why a high body count might make pair bonding difficult that doesn't get a lot of airtime, which is why it might be important for me to mention it. We live in a world where much of the advice around maintaining a relationship has to do with effective communication and emotional vulnerability and love languages and so forth and so on. However, the fact of the matter is that one of the best ways, the best ways to secure loyalty and long-term commitment from a woman is to fuck her really good. That is just the truth. And how good you fuck her is always going to be at least somewhat relative to all of her previous sexual experiences. And just so you don't think I'm being inappropriately crass here, let's consider just two pieces of evidence taken from David Buss's The Evolution of Desire. Quote, whereas only 3% of women who were often or always orgasmic with their husbands expressed an interest in extramarital sex, 10% of women on the low end of the orgasm scale reported interest in having sexual affairs with other men. That's fact one. Here's fact two, quote, 94% of the married women who experienced frequent orgasms with their husbands reported that they still love their husbands as much now as during their newlywed year. 61% of the less orgasmic women reported feeling comparable emotions of spousal love. What does this mean? Apparently, if a woman is not sexually satisfied with you, she is three times more likely to cheat on you. And if a woman is sexually satisfied with you, she is 50% more satisfied with the relationship in general. Gentlemen, those are huge fucking numbers. And the relationship satisfaction stat is particularly relevant here because we know that men and women pursue extra partner liaisons for different reasons. Namely, there is no difference, repeat, no difference in relationship satisfaction between men who cheat and men who don't cheat. Just the way it is. However, women who are not satisfied with their relationships are far, far more likely to cheat than women who are. Like 
Why do you think women go back to that toxic ex of theirs? Because he's good at sharing his feelings? Now, here's the bitter truth. If a woman's sexual satisfaction is related to her loyalty and her commitment, and her sexual satisfaction is at least partly related to her previous sexual history, the more partners she's had, the less likely you're going to be her best. All other things being equal. Like if she's just had 19 other lovers, then the likelihood that you're going to be the best she's ever had is at 5%. Not impossible, but the odds are definitely stacked against you. So that's the underappreciated reason why high body count is associated with the long-term success of a relationship. The more men she's had, the harder it will be for you to be the best she's ever had. And this will redound to her loyalty and her emotional investment over time. Gentlemen, fucking your women well is one of the single best things you can do to ensure her commitment, her investment, and her overall satisfaction. It's also fairly fun to do. Something to consider. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like the priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.